The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the speaker. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice from your own physician. My name is Ron Donaldson. I'm an orthopedic surgeon by training, but I've been involved in non-operative care and research of uh, spinal issues for many years. I'm Ryan Tazel. I'm a physical therapist. I've been in an uh, interdisciplinary spine care center for many, many years and currently I'm in private practice. Uh, Todd Wetzel. I'm an orthopedic spine surgeon from Cooperstown, New York and past president of NAS. Uh, Despite being a surgeon, I have a long interest uh, in non-operative care for spinal issues. One very important topic that that confronts all of us as uh, spine care clinicians is the decision making uh, regarding uh, (coughs) managing patients and specifically decision making at the surgery level. Uh, Is a patient a surgery candidate or uh, have they completed adequate non-operative care? Uh, And so that's a a decision that every surgeon uh, is confronted with. And we have two gentlemen here who uh, have worked directly in that uh, environment uh, for many years. Uh, So I'm interested in, uh, Ryan, your thoughts about uh, how to approach that decision. Sure. Um, I guess my my intro starts with, I guess I have a question more for Dr. Wetzel. Um, in, as a, my role within the Spine Center was to help improve the, the value. <coughs> my, my value in this, in, in this Spine Center was to make sure that all the right patients were getting to the, to the surgeon. Make sure that it, he didn't necessarily have to go through 20 non-surgical patients in order to get the one surgical patient. Um, so I guess my, my question for uh, Dr. Wetzel is how many, what is your ratio? Like do you, do you have to go through a number of patients? Like how does your, your, your care pathway go usually to make sure you're as efficient as you can be? Yeah, that's uh, an answer that I'm going to give you that's not very good. Uh, in my current situation, um, our primary care group is not terribly well uh, versed in care of low back pain or musculoskeletal issues. So I will frequently be seeing a patient with, say, back pain as a primary care provider, despite the fact I'm a tertiary specialist. And what that means is that there are days in the office with with 30 or 40 patient visits where there will be no surgical candidates. If you uh, look at this over time, it's about 5% of people that I see that actually end up going to surgery. Interestingly, many patients who are referred to me were thought to be surgical candidates and, in fact, can be treated non-operatively, which kind of brings us back to the central tenet of this talk, namely the utility of this tool of mechanical assessment and centralization. Um, one of my pet peeves, and I'm sure I share this with, with, uh, with, with you two, is this black box that people call physical therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, What are the indications for surgery? Failure of non-operative care, failure of physical therapy, but clearly all physical therapy is not created the same. Um, The diagnostic and therapeutic aspects of mechanical therapy, centralization, the prognostic aspects are well known. They should be more widely known. And oftentimes somebody who comes in teed up for surgery can leave with their pain under control, having undergone a mechanical assessment and walking away from the operating room. And I suppose as a surgeon, I'm supposed to feel bad about that, but it actually makes me feel very good. Yeah. yeah ideally, you're, you're getting patients that need surgery 
every time. Like every patient is the surgical patient. Now that's not perfect. In a perfect world, that would be great. But what I would like to do is, in my in, as my role, would be to at least improve that percentage of the the because, like you say, you don't you don't want to be practicing primary care low back pain or or primary care of low back pain. That should be. That sh that's out of your skill set. Everybody should be used to the maximum of their skill set. So I, that should happen earlier in the system or there should be a, a different care pathway. Um, and that's where I, I would hope where we come in as a, as a mechanically inclined uh, clinician. Um, have you worked with a mechanically trained therapist at some point, Dr. Wetzel? Yeah, the spine center model that I had in two previous academic institutions uh, in, in which I worked uh, was really excellent. Uh, mechanical therapists, uh, credentials are certified, uh, were literally side by side with me and kept a number of open spots. There was actually, and I know Ron's familiar with this, a number of years ago we decided we were going to do mechanical assessment on every new patient with degenerative disease who walked through the door. So we had an N of 50 who had a mechanical assessment before they saw me and at that time about 65% of the patients when I walked in the room they had no pain so all I had to do was give them a benediction go back to the therapist and I'm here if you need me yeah mm -hmm. that's fantastic so what we're s what we're saying is we really as patients come to the surgeon we, we really want them to have this mechanical assessment whether uh, <coughs> they've ha they have it with you or ideally with the primary care physician and and I think that mechanical assessment is so valuable. I, I uh, compare it to the role of EKGs in chest pain. <laughs> it's just a routine test that for every patient with chest pain that may or may not uncover the diagnosis, but it's a, a, it's a necessity. And it should be done as early in the patient's care as possible. And if it's done at the primary care level, then those people don't have to come to your waiting room, many of them because they exactly. do respond so well mechanically. Yeah. And I think that's, the, that's one of the things we're all interested in is getting that assessment to patients as early in their care-seeking pathway as we can. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny, and you know the data on this, that if you go see a specialist, you have a much higher chance of unnecessary testing, you have a much higher chance of unnecessary hospitalization, 31% in some studies. Um, the way to keep cost down in the care of low back pain is to keep the patients away from specialists. Yeah. And the more that we could have this as an educational initiative for our primary care community, the better the care will be, the lower the cost will be, the happier the patients will be. It would be a wonderful day if we weren't so far apart, Ryan, that you saw most of my patients before I did. I would be a very happy man. I would love to provide that service. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, there are patients that absolutely need surgery. Absolutely. There are. But let's identify them quickly. Well, that's right. And, and, yeah. and that's another important part of this mechanical assessment is those patients who do need surgery, uh, they're very evident. They stick out quickly during this assessment and they yeah. can be moved quickly to surgery. And they also have better surgical outcomes because you can operate, you can justify operating earlier before they get deconditioned, before their motor uh, loss gets uh, too stable and uh, so the recoveries are much better and the surgical outcomes actually improve uh, when you select the patients in this particular way. Absolutely. Patient is happier, everyone's happier. <laughs>